Konnichi, how are you? Welcome to the Candlelit Tales podcast. Each week we'll tell an Irish myth with music and have a chat about it in the next episode. My name is Surika and I'm here with my brother Aaron and this week we're listening to the voyage of Brendan the Navigator told by Aaron. This podcast is brought to you thanks to our Patreon supporters. Links and descriptions are below and to hear about new gigs, courses or the latest news go to candlelittales.ie or follow us on any social media at Candlelit Tales. But for now, hey Aaron, tell us a story. It was the time before, but the time after too. The time before now and the time after the Tua de Danon, the godlike people, the people of the goddess Danu. And after a different religion and believing had come to Ireland. Although the old ways had gone under a hill, and so many still believed creatures of the Fae and people that belonged to an older time belonged below a hill now. A different believing came to Ireland, one to help those suffering make sense of the world that they lived in. It was this time that a boy named Brendan was born in the south, in Munster, in a place outside of what is known as Tralee Bay today. Brendan was sent off to study and learn with the monks. There were monasteries all over being built and he quickly developed an aptitude for learning. Something inside of Brendan made him realise that the old ways and the new they combined in some way too. Although the beliefs of the godlike people were underground much of what used to be said was similar now to what was being told and spoken about. To return to the land, to see each other as one another, not to let a hierarchy of kingship be put above anyone within the kingdom, but for equality amongst all. Every one individual was as great and as tall as the next, no matter how small they were. And Brendan loved these ideas, because he connected to something within them that he felt belonged in the land too. And he searched for his knowing in the land. He searched in the beautiful, vast plains, the high mountain ranges, the vast oceans always called to him. He would look out west to where the wide, open ocean would seem to be some form of magic making in the mixture. The mists that came off the sea and landed in the surrounding towns and hovered on those hills and clung to them. He 
he just wondered at all of this. And so often when he became a monk and he became devout and he became so resolute to try and bring people from their sorrow into the presence of joy, a joy that he felt within him, within this land, within this magic realm of being alive. When he saw the sorrow and the hurt, when he saw the loss of life, and love for one another, he knew his heart was in the right place to bring the graciousness of a God to anyone, was his will. And so he made it his working that he would wind his way all the way to the high hill Alban, where a monastery was born in Scotland today. He came that way back to Wales, set up another, and no matter how much he was making the word of God reach out to people, he always knew there was something more calling, something asking for him to do, and he could not clearly see it. And so he went back to his own roots, close to his own home, his own tribe, his own family, his own surroundings. And he went out west, walking. And he followed his feet. And he went up a mountain that now takes his name, Mount Brandon, a beautiful bay all the way, stretching in and around. And out to the west, he saw nothing but sea and sky cliffs below Mountain Point. And he sat there for three days and three nights, and he went inwards, and he saw visions, and he stayed resolute. Maybe what he was doing was calling his ancestors to help him. All of those thousands upon thousands upon thousands bodies and beings that had been in this land for so much time he could not comprehend and he was calling upon them for help. And in those moments he had a vision of a place. Something was calling him out west, further west than he had ever gone before, but he had learnt how to travel looking at the stars, seeing what way the winds would blow and feeling, always feeling his way towards the next step. And now he knew his journey would take him to the blessed land. And so with that, he set about building a boat, not a huge boat, but a boat that would carry him as far as he wanted. Bound in leather, made watertight, big enough for fourteen, though some say three more jumped in at the last minute. And they set off looking at the stars to lead their way, praying to some force greater than him that he would return. And something inside of him knew he would. 
And so, the men that were gathered with him set sail, trusting in Brendan, and trusting in their voyage. And they went so far out west, where the sky meets the sea, and all the way around them is nothing but a horizon. And in those moments, Brendan breathed with the sea, and the sky, and the air, it was all one while he was watching and looking and feeling his way towards their next step. As they went, Brendan had visions, mist descending, giant birds fighting with each other, islands of sheep where they could eat as much as they wanted. A dog on one island snarling, a monk blessing him. A paradise island with nothing but beauty and food and smells and aroma of drink. When Brendan came back to his senses, he would tell his men which way to turn, how to set their sails and when to move onwards. And they may have indeed landed on many of these islands with griffins and giants and blacksmiths hammering against metal with huge fires. They may have seen a mountain with fire and brimstone and devils hurling rocks of flame at them. They may have even seen a giant silver pillar stretching to the sky with a giant net set out to trap them. These may have been Brendan's vision. They may have been places they landed. For all of the things that we know today, we know that he set sail and he went on this great voyage with his men trusting in him to reach the promised land. For all of the visions he had, for all of the places they could have gone to, Brandon came to one island we know for sure. A small island on which they landed upon, eagerly disembarking and feeling hard, solid ground beneath their feet for once. Not the rocking sensation they were so used to now. Brandon dismounted, took off their cargo and ate whatever provisions they had left. Brendan looked around and saw only small bushes growing. They decided they had best pray. After all, it was now long after Lent and it was time to celebrate Easter according to his new belief. And in doing so, they set up collecting some form of firewood to make a fire. There was not much to find on this barren land, not much at all, but they rested gladly. And when they had enough, they packed it up and began to light a fire. 
And as soon as the smoke rose, they heard an almighty bellow. The land on which they were on rocked and moved, and from the centre of the island, a huge spurt of air and water blew up, and Brendan realised what they were standing on. It was no island at all, but a giant whale. As it rocked and moved, the men clambered upon their boat, Brendan jumping last not to be left behind, and they went as fast as they could from that place, looking behind them to see the huge jaws of a giant creature opening wide. But Brendan closed his eyes and prayed once more to some form of force bigger than he was. And when he opened his eyes, the sea was calm and they were on their way once more. Looking to Brendan for his guidance as he read the stars in the sky and to his delight, they were coming close to their destination. A new and different sky was above him one he did not really recognize, but knew at the same time. When they landed, they landed on the islands of the Blessed. Some say it was Greenland. Some say it was North America. Whatever way it was, he stayed there for seven years before he returned in his small boat. Something calling him to return back to Ireland. And for that, he travelled back similarly to the way he had come. Some even say he met Judas Iscariot sitting on a cold rock. Though you can't be quite so sure what some people say. When he landed back on the west coast of Ireland, he knew his work was still not yet finished. He had something more to offer, and a great story to tell. He set up a monastery in Anadown, where it is said he spent the rest of his life, although he also had a convent for the sister of Regia, because he knew the women of Ireland were equal to the men in every way, and should be venerated as such. Brendan told his story to many, and many passed on the story. Some compared it to the voyage of Maeldun. Some of the story got swept in between the two. And some people added their own take, their own spin. And so we're still inspired by him. The man who climbed up a mountain that took his name meditated for three days and set off for seven years. Many great navigators have followed in his footsteps. Many great will always relate their lives to Brendan, the navigator. And depending on your own journey, in your own life, you might take a leaf out of Brendan's book, look up to the stars at night, See what might shine the brightest and know that there is some form of greater power out there, even if it is 
Mother Nature herself. Whatever it is, it is bigger than any one person, but it is holding you, and it is helping you to navigate. So trust in that that Brendan trusted in, and you might just be all right. This podcast was produced and edited by Ushin Ryan and Rory O'Shea. You can find more about us on our website, candletales.ie. And we are on all the social medias, so like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Candlelit Tales, or send us a message to get on our mailing list. For more of our videos and live streams, like and subscribe to our channel on YouTube, which also now has a Candlelit Tales for Kids playlist, hashtag Tales. Liking and subscribing to our channels really helps us grow and get to more people. And if you're able to give us more direct support, you can chip in a few bob at patreon.com forward slash candlelittales or make a one-time donation through the PayPal button on our website. We also do really love to hear back from you guys. So if you have any questions or requests, please feel free to contact us directly or leave a question in the comment section below. Because what we're trying to do is just get these stories out there and share them with as many people as possible and ask you to tell them as well. Anything you can do to help us out is hugely appreciated. And we especially appreciate you listening. You.